0: song, like a Green Day song for example, what what is cool about it? Like why does it make you feel that way? And he's like oh they're using this chord progression or uh, this dissonant note right here or this harmony or this long drawn out part. He's like that's what is why you're feeling this impact at this point is either melodical or rhythmical or something. Some sort of build up in how that works. Not a lot of music theory so it's not... uh, like hard to follow down to earth okay and he he deals he does puppets for kids like charity okay at uh, at hospitals and i have an affinity for puppets so do you still watch uh do you Arlo isn't that uh
1: he was like the the gaming it was a gaming channel but he's Arlo's
0: the puppet that yeah i love arlo i'm i used to watch it all the time in i guess whenever yeah nintendo stuff was there was more of it going on back then like super mario odyssey times not the the drought of 2024 yeah now it's uh, of course there was some controversy about how he reviews things and he's all can be biased or something it's like dude i'm it's fine to be biased towards an IP or, or a character or something and try to defend them it's a natural thing to do sure you know sure when when you're a, a reviewer you you know I guess it depends if you're like a Nintendo channel then you kind of have to get behind some of the stuff they're doing or try to find some of the good in it right and then if you're if you're
1: too critical then they just you're no longer well I can't remember Did, the ambassador program is that even like is that still a thing I don't remember like that's like they had their brand it's... ambassadors and that was like the channels they kind of partnered with or at least would send things to you know their nonsense I you know
0: I don't I don't know if that's still a thing yeah I remember it I, being I, it, d- it was definitely
1: more of a thing during like the Wii U era oh. and then like the early day de- early days of
0: Switch but I think I they think. were having some sort of issue where they were doing copyright takedowns on, sh- on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, That's and right. I think f- that kind of yeah. Wasn't their their way of fixing it being like, oh well, we'll take the ones we really like and <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make you an M... Yeah. Uh yeah.
1: That's
0: uh, yeah.
1: They've kind of they're they're they do things differently, right? Nintendo does things differently for for the good. And for the bad, right? So um, I I I don't know. I it feels good to just be. I think in the place I think we're we're both kind of at now, where it's like we just like what we like, and that's what we do, and we don't really care. Like we're not like I'm saying like a lot, and that annoys me. But we're not <laughs> super. I don't know. We're not like overly critical about things, but we're not like. I don't know. Don't have to be on the cusp of all these, all the things, and all the trends, and like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't remember the last time I I really looked at the games industry as a whole, right? And like, got very uh, microscope heavy, right? And really picked apart things. Like, you could you you could name developers and studios, and I I could not tell you what games or what they've produced or what they make, except like the you know the obvious heavy hitters, but. You start men- mentioning just random things. I'm like, I, I what are you talking about? I have, I have no idea what this is, right? And then I know there's... Yeah. And I'm not the can... enthusiast, I don't think, anymore. I think that's that's the point I'm trying to make here, Tom, yeah. Servo. I'm I definitely... going long ways here to come up with that stupid point here.
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, it um, definitely is okay to self-indulge, indulge, right, if... Sure. If you really love Pikmin 4 and Arlo's doing a Pikmin 4 review and you know that he's just going to gush about it the whole time and that's why you want to watch it, just somebody really liking the thing that you also really like, then that's fine. You know, you don't have yeah. to watch, like, the most critical Pikmin 4 review and try to find where they're like, oh, you're wrong, you must have never played one before. Right. I think we... we what It's... uh. What are, you
1: know like you said it's a type of bias and we kind of search out reinforcements of our own opinions a lot and you you're gonna typically gravitate towards I guess it's twofold you gravitate towards uh, uh, reviews or opinions that are reinforce your own right or perhaps someone that you know uh, their track record right has been similar to your own so you trust their opinion on things that you may not have a direct experience with right I I've really fallen off the YouTube content. Consumption, just because I, there, again, there's so much time today. day. I couldn't tell you the last thing I've seen of any of Doc stuff, or I used to always watch. Uh, oh gosh, why can't I even uh, think of his name now? Uh, I still watch like gaming historian whenever his stuff comes out. But um, oh, son of a monkey, why can't I think of as Uh, I can even hear. I can hear the music for the channel. I can hear his stupid intro. Uh. Oh my gosh, it's gonna bother the hell out of me. Uh there's so many, man, I can't help you. Uh hold on. I got I gotta Google it. I'm sorry everyone. Uh I wow. Scott, Jesus, Scott the Waz. Like I always love Scott's stuff and then I, I haven't watched his videos in like a year and now there's like so many and then it's like I I have to watch them all. But there's so many to watch, I'm never gonna watch them all. So then it's like, well, I'm done. It was a good run. We had a, we had a, we had a, we flirted with each other for a while there. Now it's done. Yeah. It's like this well, podcast. Someone will be like, "Oh, there's 426 episodes of Flexiboes." Well, I've missed 300 of them. Sorry,
0: can't do it. You guys, you're well, dead to sorry. me now. So speaking of intro music, I went with my brother to downtown Austin to see Bit Brigade. Yes. <laughs> Probably famous to me from the video from like two thousand and three Magfest where they did Megan Mega Man Two. Man 2 right? yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> and that always just blew me is, is it is it that old are they have they been around that long now i mean i could be remembering that wrong it could be 2013 but it's definitely uh, early
1: it's definitely early odds so uh i guess i should do this before you get into your story welcome back to the show everybody that's your ears do not deceive you tom servo back on the show how does it feel to have more episodes in under your belt in 2023 than lucas rose
0: i don't know i, w- I was gonna say i i was uh Kind of hoping he would be in in the seat tonight, but MIA again. I, I can't. I can't even get him to say yes or no, man. Can't even get him to
1: say yes or no. That's right. I'm putting him on blast in public. People chirp at him. Tell Lucas <laughs> to say yes or no. Thank you. Uh, Bit Brigade, back on your story. Tell me all about it. I've been. Oh man. I I still two shows. I I well. I didn't know Mark yet. Didn't know the Loop Daddy greatness. Hadn't basked in the warmth of his robe yet. So, like, that show I'll forgive myself for missing. Uh, but I still kind of kick my feet. Like, Bit Brigade was one of the ones uh played here locally, I think, probably five or six years ago now. I think it was Bit Brigade and Proto Men. So, like, a double whammy of, of awesomeness. And, like, I couldn't get anybody to go to the sh- Like, nobody was interested. And then I'm apparently too, at that time, too in my own head. Like, oh, I can't just go by myself so forget it you know yeah okay. so I kind of wish I wish
0: I would have just sucked it up and went right uh it's definitely worth checking out if they're if they're close by I mean this um so yeah I don't know when when that video was made for Magfest. I don't know how long they've been doing it and I actually don't know how many of the members from that video were even that are, still yeah. in yeah. the band <clears throat> 'Cause I, t- I If talked you to one go to their website, was... it's like one of the featured performance
1: videos still on there, really, <laughs> on the on the site. So, uh, real quick for anyone that may not be familiar, what what is Bit Brigade? Who are they? What's what's the sh- what's the spiel? Why 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 should we care about Bit Brigade?
0: They are musicians that play video game music, and there's also they're accompanied by a speedrunner who's playing. The game that they are playing, the music for. Um, so there's no there's no stops. You know, once it's once it goes for a game, the the speedrunner completes the game, and during that time, the band is playing songs in the context of where he is in the game. So, for example, they did Ducktales. Sure. They played the intro su- song, then they played the... Sp- channels or the level select song and then they played the song for that level while the speedrunner was playing it then the boss music and then back to the menu music and everybody loved when they got to the the moon level so that's one of the more popular songs from the ducktales game and it actually was a banger uh they also somewhat you know take some liberties with with the songs to make them rock a little a little harder sure uh, or take slow it down to make it more menacing, sounding or sure, shape it in a way you weren't expecting to make it interesting. Uh, I like how they do
1: like all the the stuff you wouldn't expect to, like random sound effects. They do all like the segue
0: music, all all that mm-hmm. stuff too. yeah, it's wild. Like I said, they don't stop like as soon as one song's over, the drummer's already hitting the time for the next one and then it just right into it. And they don't stop for 30 minutes. I think for Ducktales, and then they did the original Legend of Zelda, and that took had to have been 40 minutes or or longer than that. Uh, but it was great because I was w- wondering how they were going to handle that. So every time he was in the overworld, they were playing a different overworld song from a, a they just chose from all all the games. So. And the, the same thing for the dungeons. They would pick dungeon songs from Link to the Past or a Link Between Worlds or whatever, and play them and alternate them throughout the the game. Uh, so it was just high energy. There and it was a small crowd. It was outside. Yeah. On a stage, and they had an opener, Mega Mega Ran. I think he just dressed. Oh up no, all, kidding. Like a hip yeah. hop artist. Yep. Dressed in all blue, he had like a, a Mega Man cannon arm, and he was really clever uh wordsmith with his and he had like uh interactive activities where he would like uh improv stuff like what's your name sure. and then he would just rhyme a bunch of stuff with your name so that was pretty fun uh yeah so i went it was it was awesome i think it was only 25 bucks and my uh brother and his his friend that were there they were both didn't really know about it before they went but they really really liked it okay my friend mark said he was mesmerized through the whole thing (laughs) Uh, and you're around you know there's a bunch of other nerds there so when you're you know they're playing legend of zelda every time he gets a a shard of the the triforce everybody like gets hyped about it and they play like the little jingle from getting it everybody just loves it and you're like a part of that Or whenever he would bomb a secret wall, everybody's like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or when he burns that bush. Yes, there's a lot of bush burning going on.
1: (laughs) Uh, Fun fact, uh, they were
0: in my town in June. Oh, you missed it. Uh, Well, that's whenever the guitarist said he joined the band. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right, (laughs) well and i was like wow oh. it's only been like three or four months he must have like known all the songs pretty well but to coordinate it with the the band and the and the speed runner that's got to be hard harder um so. let's see they
1: they're gonna be in detroit in november um too bad it's the day before thanksgiving so oh, oh, oh wait my no that was
0: last year never mind uh, so yeah, I, I just, yeah, they're, I missed them. <laughs> Damn it. So, well, uh, uh, my, my young, my younger brother's bushes could, could have been burned because it's, it's a drought and they didn't water their trees. So their landlord is, is trying to evict them and make them pay the cost of their trees because wait, they didn't get, water them. You can get evicted for not watering the trees. Uh, I think like. They can't, he's not they can't get evicted they're being asked to leave and i think they're just like okay we will <laughs> we're not gonna evict you we're weird. just going to ask you to evict yourselves yeah because i mean the guys he's trying he you know he sent them an email trying to evict them or something but it was like like that's not how you're supposed to do it so it didn't they didn't have to honor it because it doesn't say anything in the... They do, they do the, things a little different down south. That's what you're telling yeah, me, huh? it doesn't say anything in the lease about having to water the trees. And the landlord came by and was just like, yeah, you should have been watering them, and because you didn't, you know, I'd hope you just leave before your lease is up. So they kind of, like, <laughs> gave him the option to leave, and they're like, well, yeah, of course you, we're going to leave. It's not that I'm mad. I'm just really disappointed,
1: <laughs> and you should know how disappointed we are in you and... Uh,
0: in a form of seppuku or you know however you pronounce that just, yeah i just thought that just, was just a really strange thing i would be mad especially it's like a stage three drought here it didn't rain for like three months everything the water wow. they did turn on the sprinklers for like a week or two uh and it ran the water bill up to like 800 dollars because they they just like wa- water was so expensive because of the drought and wow. there's like so a like tiered system. Usage the, okay, yeah. So once he got up to using so many gallons, each gallon was like $2 oh. or something. <clears throat> so he stopped wow. doing it and then the landlord was like, well you should have yeah. been doing that now my trees are dead. I want you to pay for them and I'm gonna ask you please leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> very strange. <laughs> so They're gonna move like I... a more downtown, like it's gonna look like downtown... Um, in cyber cyberpunk, like that's the kind of place they're moving to. Um, oh you know, wow. Austin.
1: Austin. Yeah, okay. Just really, be a, I have to imagine probably it's probably not cheap to live in Austin,
0: and I have to imagine it's uh, an experience to live in Austin. Yeah, they're they're getting like a three. It's a two bedroom for three thousand dollars, and it's like right on, right across from the Google building or something. You know, oh <laughs> something wow. fancy like that. So. I'm excited because i to want to go check it out. I don't really. Right. I'm not a city, city person, person, but I'll go check yeah. it out and walk around once. <laughs> I just, I just rock the suburbs, man. I Can't handle the city anymore. It's
1: not too yeah. much, too
0: much for my blood. But w- what is it that you're you're up to out in the suburbs, man? I like that's the thing with right. We do it here in the show. We compose show notes to
1: keep ourselves our thoughts organized and like what's uh what's notable that's happened in, in, since the last we talked and I don't uh, you know some of the same struggles I, I'd say like we're still getting acclimated to school and that schedule and like my kid just being a gremlin at night um, dealing with the first illness of the school year already so getting that out of our out of our way now he's been home yesterday and today luckily it's just been like sinusy Stuff you know, uh, runny nose and cough, no fever or anything worse than that. But of course, uh, two days of him projectile coughing onto my wife. Um, now she's not feeling well. So <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully we'll get him in school tomorrow and get her a, a reset from him. Uh, work was had a stupid issue at work on Monday. Sale, we've had uh, I think in the past month, maybe month and a half, like three separate issues of. All the all the the case is labeled on on the the Salesforce's trust is degradation, so we have degradation on the servers. I'm like, okay, great, but why does that make all my stuff not work? That's that's fabulous for our system. I mean, in in terms of
0: what,
1: yeah, (laughs) in terms of our function, what we need to do to like move our shipments, that's fine. But like any of our inbound and outbound communications, like sending, receiving data from some of our partners and sending data to some of our customer partners doesn't work or it's extremely delayed. So I'm like, that's, that's great. And usually I don't catch it until it's already like an hour behind. So like when you have a shipment that comes into the system and you have a two hour window to say, yes, I want it or no, I don't, but then you already, it's been an hour, you've already lost an hour to get the shipment. And then you can't send the response. I mean, I have other, you know, methods that can go in through the back end or I have other connections that I can get it through, but it's just, son of a, you know, it's just really annoying when that happens. And then on top of that, like I can view all the transactions that are just queued up to send and I'm like, oh great. We're like four hours behind real time. And then I have to like kill all the jobs that run, run only the base thing so I can like commit all the resources just doing the bare minimum to get caught up and then slowly trickle things back on and then you just sit there and i feel yeah. like you're just well i stopped refreshing i just you know i went to, got a an extension that auto refreshes my tabs, so i can see okay what jobs are running here and then it's just just annoying and then i always have to deal with sales reps like oh we've got these load cancellations i thought these were accepted and it's like no, because this is why. And I told you, like I sent the email. I was like, if you need me to manually accept things for you, let me know. And I'll go right in and make sure you don't lose any shipments. If you don't tell me that I'm not going to do it, you know? <laughs> oh, so <laughs> just some work nonsense. And, but, uh, I, i the, I, I, I don't want to No, I, I, I visited my, I visited my, some of my family, uh, over the weekend too and my, my grandmother had knee surgery like eh, I don't know how long back she's like 92 I don't remember how long ago the knee surgery was to be exact but just isn't doing great with the recovery just isn't like doing isn't doing the things she's supposed to be doing to like take care of herself like and I think all of our you know, my my, uh, my parents are seeing that with their parents and my wife's grandparents like where they just kind of don't do the they stop taking care of themselves greatly. Like, like, don't drink water like this. Start eating junk. Don't do that. Don't do the if the doctor says do these exercises, they don't do that. You know, you just have to be like that constant reminder. My grandma's just being stubborn with like not elevating her knee and she's just had just having some complications too. But I also like think of like the past year. Her husband died, her dog died, then you know had to have knee surgery. So like there's been some hits that have come, so I think she's probably not in the the best Place, i'm sure mentally anymore um so i got to spend some time some time with her which is nice and it's been a while but you know it was also like she just kind of was in the chair the whole time slept a lot didn't say a whole lot just because she's not comfortable so it's kind of like that unfortunate i think state that we see of age progression right and you just try to make the best of it that you can so just stinks to see family members like that because you you know remember them probably in a way far different but um kind of a bummer but it was good to good to see her and unfortunately the whole family couldn't come because my kid was sick but that was nice because i just got to hang out and watch football i guess that's one thing football football's back been watching that right so (sighs) yeah i mean it's been a it's been a weird week right i feel like most of the most of the stuff I've had going on, honestly, man, is uh, from from the direct that as everyone's coming, oh, there's going to be a direct in September. There's going to be a direct. Nintendo's going to have one. I, I predict this Thursday. Did I say this Thursday? I meant next Thursday. If you do that enough times, you eventually hit gold. And we had that Nintendo direct last week. So that was, uh, I'm, I'm not here to, to speak on the direct, but it's kind of like, eh, there's some things there, but kind of got me, you know, um, invigorated back in into the switch and that's kind of where nice. I, I spent my time again but um I don't wanna I don't want to hog the airwaves here because I, I've been speaking a bit and'm I'm, I'm curious I I'm I know kind of what your opinion is the listeners don't however it's kind of like uh in my direct echo chamber it's kind of all the rage rightfully so'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna specifically skip around on your list I'm curious to hear your your X number of hours in on Starfield, but I kind of I'm kind of curious on that that journey, and I know Kevin can probably speak on it as well um, next time he's on the show. But um, for myself, I don't have a a rich history with current gen Bethesda and like their style of games. Like I've I've only dabbled in you know Fallout back in the day, and I I probably have played as much of the original Fallout as I had of like what. uh fallout 3 i think so i'm just curious curious what that's been like Have you had my head of a um a buddy text me right away he's like playing this game for 15 minutes already found a bug so i mean it's typical typical bethesda yeah <laughs> but he's like something about it was some uh there on some planet there's like this giant uh grindy i don't know thing and he was like I tried to jump in it and it won't let you jump in it and then the game froze and I was like oh okay so he was like purposely trying to like find shit but yeah. Um, anywho please tell me you are a, you're a star cowboy now right
0: uh cowboy well that that might actually be accurate because I'm, I'm becoming a, a free star ranger I think it's called <laughs> so there is like a there is like a town that looks like a little to- cowboy town and I think that's what it's called—the Free Star Collective, maybe. But yeah, you get okay. deputized and you go out on a. They give you a, a, a revolver and send you deep into the mines to to draw <laughs> out some bandit that was doing something. I don't know what it was. There's a lot of. There's a lot of going into mines and fighting through a very similar environment. Get to the end, kill the thing, and then. Kind of makes you wish you had that uh, ascend ability from Zelda to just leave the cave, like from where so you. So good are. to know,
1: even in the the future of space. I'm assuming it's in the future. I don't know if it's happening simultaneously or so, happening yeah. a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But good to know that we still have bandits, and revolvers, and we got to go do the things that we always do. Right? Yeah. Life apparently, goes, life also goes on and finds a way. Cell
0: cell phones cannot be used. To enter. Through the the uh, what it would be interplanetary, so if you're if you're if you're on a planet and you just need to go talk to somebody on another planet, you have to physically go there and talk to them. You can't just pull out your space phone, be like, "Hey, it's the future, <laughs> I'm in space. I just need to ask you a question." Our, our long-wave transmitters don't do it, huh? And, and walk to them, and then ask them, and then oh, you, now you got to turn around and go like, you know, how much fuel it uses just to go across the galaxy just to ask somebody one question or report back to them on you know pick up your space phone 55 curix would be my my prediction that's a lot That's a lot well so my perspective as i never played any of the fallout games i played maybe 30 hours of skyrim on the switch and I've watched someone play hundreds of hours of fallout 76 so that's my experience with the Bethesda RPGs I guess uh, yeah so I mean there's a lot there's a lot going on in this one I I have 50 hours into it at this point okay I don't know how far along I am in the story it doesn't seem that far I'm level 32 I'm just kind of... Having fun doing the missions for now, but I don't really know like what I want to do after that actually I, I'm not really uh, so I, it sounds to me like a lot of people will play through a game like Skyrim and then turn Skyrim and then turn around and, and be like oh I'm gonna pick a different race and be a stealth uh, archer I, this time just like go I, for I don't game. know how you this, do that this game doesn't seem like it kind of has that and the leveling up takes so long i would never want to do it again so if there's a, a new game plus <laughs> i'm not doing that i uh, you know I, right. I guess i could do yeah. like find an xp farm or something like that and rush through it but i don't know i don't know what what you get so i'm kind of just enjoying talking to the different people doing the missions the and finding guns and trying to level them up to see if they can become cooler you know do some like fire damage or Have a cool reload animation or just like... All that that Destiny experience coming through for you. A little bit, yeah. But there's a lot that I actually don't like about the game. Um, A lot of places are repeated, um, so it kind of gets boring if... I want to get some XP or some credits and I have to do a mission. I already know what that mission is. It's going to be go to the science outpost and kill the kill the get the bounty for the guy. Now I, I'm sure that there's like another route where you can cuz right now I'm kind of aligning with the good guys. So we're taking out space mm-hmm. pirates and spacers sure. and outlaws and stuff, but you know, you could side with the the space pirates if you wanted to and try to smuggle goods and that kind of thing but I don't I don't know why to me those things don't feel rewarding in in these games so I'm not sure that I want to do it and I know that everybody's comparing it to No Man's Sky but I was going to as ask
1: you like how does that like the that feeling like having not played No Man's Sky personally and like the closest thing like I can take this experience and kind of wrap my brain around it and try to compare it to is if I, in my head, I take the flying on a planet of Starlink, right? And then flying into and then going into space and that whole, Mm -hmm. even in in that very much uh, smaller ecosystem, smaller contained experience, just how cool that was to just do that transition, right? But then combine that with like, uh oh gosh what was the space flight sim semi- uh whatever whatever elite dangerous right if I combine those two experiences like this crazy space flight sim with that and in, in my head that's kind of what what it's a bit like but um with no man's sky you had a lot more of that whole space exploration and travel and, and that so I'm just curious of if there's some similarities there I don't know if you can compare it because I feel like in terms of sky- Go. This is a little bit more ambitious. At least it's a more story-driven experience. Maybe um, yeah. this is my my thousand-foot glance. Not like I'll be honest. I very I know very little about Starfield, um, and that's you know my own. Uh, just not really looking into it, sure. But
0: yeah, yeah. If you uh, I mean, if you like space simulation type atmosphere because that's what i like that's one of the main things i like about this game is it's in space and there's mm-hmm. space stuff and you're doing you're in a spaceship and you got space <laughs> cushions you know everything's space and i like that <laughs> got, the, got all the ingredients you're a spaceship yeah. there's space stuff they just need a space, space phone. bunnies get a space Ooh, phone yeah, and no all space these phones.
1: messages would be sorry easier. man
0: uh space toilets are there space toilets yeah man they don't have the okay. back on them. They're just like if you lean Ooh. back, you would hit the wall. It's uh, weird. It doesn't have a reservoir hmm. for the for the water. I don't know how it works. <laughs> it vacuums shells. shells on, just there's three shells <laughs> on a...
1: <laughs> Now you're talking. Yeah, I don't know how to use them
0: still. <laughs> so the, you know, the fast traveling everywhere kind of takes away from the space simulation that um No Man's Sky Drove because you can physically drive to different planets, uh, and you get the feeling that you're traveling in space. This is just like you're in space and you're in a small little dome where you can fight some enemies or whatever, and you see this big planet in front of you. You can't fly to the planet; you just pick a place on the planet, and then you go through a cutscene and land where no man's sky. Mm-hmm. And you just like drive right to it, and that I you know that was way cooler. And then the thing that I'm most bummed about is the outposts. I thought it would be like No Man's Sky where I can set up a mining thing, some storage containers and on this planet, get a boatload of iron and easily, like, store it and then go to another planet and get a bunch of aluminum from there and then do something with it that was worthwhile. But Uh -uh. I was like, I can mine these things, but I don't really know what to do with them and... The thing that i found you you can do is manufacture manufactured goods out of them and you get xp like one xp for every one that you generate and then you can go sell them so you can make you can get experience points and then sell the parts that you make out of the big mining operations that you set up Mm. but there's not the building is not good so whatever surface, if you're on the surface of a planet, like that's how the buildings are gonna be. So you can't have like a flat area to build something on. Everything's gotta be up on a hill or down in a thing or uh, intersecting with a, a crater or something like that. So you mm. can't really set up anything cool. Okay. It just kind of looks scattered, and no, there's no it's... structure to it. So it doesn't feel like a base and then the just way it's like a link random them, scattering of of buildings or something. Yeah, it doesn't look you can't make it look cool. You know, in Fallout 76 you can build walls, you know, different walls and each walls have different textures and then you can change the colors of them and you can build very unique, you know, mix and match all these, you know, hundreds of different parts. This one's just like a habitat. The walls are already there. You just drop a building and then you can throw some stuff in there, but I, tr- I tried to put stuff in mine, like I tried to put some stuffed animals on a shelf, and like when I left and came back, <laughs> the stuffed animals were like stuck in the wall. You know so like their position moved or something so now I can't get them so like I don't know and every time I looked there it was it was telling me that my research station was obstructed by something so I couldn't use it so I picked it up and went out to the middle of a field and put it there <laughs> there was nothing around and tried to use it said so it was still obstructed
1: what was that
0: um uh what was that movie the the Cloverfield effect wasn't that the
1: one where like they, the 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 dude's arm gets like Stuck in the wall. Did you ever see that one?
0: It was like the. I didn't see the the Cloverfield stuff. It was only
1: I think it was only on Netflix, but it was like a, a precursor to Cloverfield, right? And it shows like how how this the Cloverfield monster supposedly got to Earth and right? But it's like the space exploration. Where it was like, from what I remember loosely, it's you know it's a space movie, and I think we developed this. Did we create some sort of uh, space time continuum? A travel device right and when we used it like it, like it shifted it like bent reality if i remember right and that's how it works but like yeah like somebody's like their arm just ended up like being in the wall like it when it split apart reality it doesn't quite assemble things properly um so that's just what it reminded me of because now your
0: your stuffed animals are in the wall so hey, that sounds like the philadelphia project i think that's what it's called Whenever they were, the the military was testing um, some sort of magnets that could make a ship disappear by bending the light around it or something, and supposedly, you know, the ship did disappear and then reappeared somewhere far away, and people were, like, stuck in the walls, so it was almost like the, the ship disappeared oh. and reappeared somewhere else, and Whenever it did, the people that were on the ship just like were stuck in the the structure of it, and the what? government tried to. I gotta. Cover read, it I'm up. gonna have to read into that. They probably uh, made Cloverfield a movie
1: Paradox it. was the one. I'm... that's the name of what uh, I'm thinking of. Man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to read it. In. That's like so like
0: fully contained inside like the 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 walls, of the hulls of the ship. Oh, like you know, you, this would be the floor, and the, and there would be a guy, his torso up here, Whoa. and his legs down, down, at the bottom. You know, just like phased in, like into. stuck, just like, what the hell? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's this, a, this is all it's kind of like an Area like, fifty-one thing. It's like a it okay happened conspiracy
1: theory. Well, maybe in the old reality we used to be in, it happened, but now you know we we shifted realities and what going you say, to 2000 and whatever. That's that's the thing now. Um, my son was, like, learning about the uh, – he's learning about space after, after time, like last week at school, and he was telling all of a sudden, he's like, there used to be nothing, Dad, right? And then all of a sudden, there were planets. And the Earth was, like, not there, and then there was a lot. Of, so he's, like, explaining – and so, like, this is funny because right before, uh, you know, we we winding down the night, I was talking to him, and I was like, so what is – what is the what is a galaxy? And he's explaining to me what a galaxy is, and then we're talking about you know all this stuff. And he's like, is there, was there any other galaxies? I'm like, yeah, like the closest one, but it's like millions of light years. Like I'm trying to explain to a six year old what a light year is, right? And he's like, but we couldn't get there because we'd be dead. I'm like, right, we we can't get there. There's no way for us to travel that far. And he's like, are there other people there? I'm like, we don't know. He's like, I think there's aliens. I was like, there could be. I was like, what if there's another Aiden right there right now? On this, because he he like he gets the idea of different, uh, um, different not different realities, but different dimensions, right? Because he watches the, the superhero shit on and cartoons, right? So superheroes, his transformers, he already knows what like, different dimensions, different realities, and different mm-hmm. copies of. world. Yeah, he already gets all that at six, which is mind blowing. But yeah, here are my six year olds talking about the Big Bang Theory and the development of the cosmos and the swirling of galaxies, and I'm like. Finally, parenting is finally getting cool, right?
0: <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But that's that's really disappointing that you can't second. you can't travel like that. Like even like you think it's like such a, a small concept, but just I, again, just to, to reference Starlink, just the like you see a planet and then you fly into the atmosphere and then fly down to the surface is fucking cool. That's like yeah. a cool like thing to do right it just feels awesome and like just have to always experience that via cutscene this kind of bummer. yeah
0: you can tell that they 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 try to find places to to give you some immersion like if you want to go sit in in your captain's seat of your ship there's like an eight second animation that you go through you know your chairs to the pointed to the sides, so you like sit it in and it goes and like <laughs> does this but it's so, it's pointless like you don't even need to do that ever you know you, you can just open up the star menu and go to the planet and then land where you want to go i mean you'd have to like grab jump first and then do it so it's kind of it, it just breaks it up it's cool that there's so many yeah. places to go but I, f- I almost feel like man they should have made less galaxies Maybe. right so you can kind of like make it a little more robust with what you know, yeah, there like was something I, I just else. Just things that,
1: like that. What I've, what I've read, and just trying to think about, like, okay, you, that, you gotta make these feel like they're actual a purpose of these galaxies, right? Like, they're, I mean, yes, not every galaxy is gonna be habitat, it would be, a, be inhabited, right? But, like, when you do, you can't just have like three or four NPCs here, right? You gotta make it feel like this believable world, and just like the, from an a- ambition, creative standpoint, for me, I'm like, huh. You know, that just seems, it seems
0: tough. And I can, yeah. so I well, kind of, I don't know, know, not to put words in your mouth here, but... Space is boring, right? There's, the planets are, I mean, they, they kind of nailed it in the, in that respect. Like, every planet basically is got nothing on it. And it's just barren. Like, a majority of the planets in the moons are like that. There's just nothing on them. But you can set up an outpost there if you wanted to mine resources for well, I don't know why you would want to, but the options there if you want to. Uh, maybe later on they'll add more of a, of a reason to do it. But it, I mean that that's one difference that No Man's Sky has is it's much more fantastical and stylized. So when you're flying through a galaxy, there's like a planet that's like bright pink and teal, or. Um, you're just like a, a dark blue or has some sort of like phasing in and out shimmer to it and you want to go there and check it out this this game is just like there's rocks and you don't really pay attention to what they <laughs> look like none of them look cool or different this game has rocks <laughs> and you're not like oh that's you know that's a cool looking planet none of them look cool and it, it kind of just makes it boring because every planet's the same and then every planet has the same reused mining and research outposts and then there's towns but they're hard to remember where they are like you're like oh i went to this place where was it there's six galaxies that i visited and there's eight planets on each one and it could have been on a moon so it's like i can't remember that where the hell that was that i went and found this thing and you get and you get lost um because the names of the places aren't memorable either i guess because there's so many of them they couldn't pick like a, a themed name thing where you could kind of remember you know, you mm-hmm. know name one each okay. of, after the Power Rangers or something <laughs> you, can, you can remember <laughs> what you are talking about
1: I mean is there maybe there's like I mean I guess the positive you could take away that it is I mean what No Man's Sky launched to what No Man's Sky is now like completely different products right so I, I don't know I, don't, I know oh. there's I just you know looked it up there's a roadmap, but I wonder if there's they, potential for something like this
0: that some improvements to to make that more absolutely. of a they could they could they could turn experiment. it you know i mean it's not as bad as fallout 76 that that launch was was brutal this is sure. way better i think it's being recepted received a lot a lot better um i i'm interested in it because it, it's space stuff um geez. uh <laughs> so yeah i just think that if they do some quality of life things and put some more interesting points of interest that are fantastical to look at, maybe, just, like, it, it, more alien stuff, maybe that's that's the direction it could go, is just more alien stuff. I'm halfway through the game, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, and I, I haven't met an alien. I saw one alien ship, but it wasn't really, like, ooh, cool, or anything like that. <laughs> it just was a ship that... It, had a different design, but it wasn't like glowing yeah. green or have spinning lasers. It was just kind of ho hum. So, I guess that's that's uh, same thing. Like with Fallout, whenever I played that, it just looks like a mess of browns and grays. And this game kind of has that. I was hoping it had more color, being in space. But apparently, in the future, everything is the same beige color and <laughs> off white color, and that's it. Like they don't. They don't I- they're not into pink at all or anything like that so well that's just disappointing it's just disappointing i I like the game and i'm hoping that they'll come out with stuff especially for outpost and maybe some economy stuff that will make it much more fun and if they do i'll definitely play it like i've i'm enjoy i'm enjoying it it just has its it just has its things that could have been better, and I, I think some of those things were fixed in previous games, and I, don't, I have no idea why they're a problem in this one. Hmm. So hmm. yeah, I'm gonna keep playing it. I love it. Nice. It just has just weirdness to it. Oh, sure. And I'm playing it on XCloud streaming. Oh, okay. And quick note there, it's been it works great for me. I have no complaints with it, other than sometimes there's some queue times on the weekends and at nights. But it's like five or ten minutes before you get in. But then
1: you're golden. And it
0: what it uh, what device so. are you
1: playing? Are you playing that on your?
0: You're streaming it onto your your Mac. Or? Oh, it's just right into the, the the Chrome browser, either on this laptop oh. or on the Mac. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Xbox app on the on the Windows computer was not as good. The Xbox itself is really bad at streaming it, but the Chrome browser works incredible. Like sometimes <laughs> it feels like I'm playing it locally, and it sh- you know it should. Wow. But then there's other times where like I'm, it'll lose my controller connection, and my guy I just kind of look everywhere for a second, <laughs> and then snap back. Or it'll just like feel floaty for a second, but it goes yeah. away. But I think that the combat so this is this kind of what
1: the the future that Stadia said we were going to have, but brain. never quite yeah. uh, delivered on. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm playing. The Game's a, gonna be a, running in your browser. You just click a
0: button and you can just join your friends and play. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. The the combat though kind of leans into into that because it's not very fast paced mm. at all. Yeah, and the you're guns not, you're are not playing insane. Quake on here, right? Yeah, so. the the guns are really inaccurate in the first place, so it's kind of like spray and paint, You know, for the most part, anyways. There's not. It's not a twitch shooter. Right. Mean, you're just kind of. You're literally floating around you know she's popping popping shots off which is fun Right. i like it so hmm.
1: okay well i'm glad i'm glad you're enjoying it i mean it seems like everyone i don't have remember anybody's like this game sucks i hate it so um that's good i i, I haven't um i, I could have swore like it's it's almost spooky season right so uh my father-in-law dropped off some decorations that he made for like my wife watched like how to YouTube, you know, how to make your own Halloween, this or that, or this. And so they got these spooky, like, fence that he built, and, like, it's all, like, twined together and it looks all rickety. So, like, my wife's, like, big on, like, decorating the front yard, um, this year. So, um, and on our spooky season, the point I'm getting to, like, like, she's already in the mood, like, let's watch some horror movies. So, um, I can't, I could have swore there was something else that we watched, um, before this one I'm going to talk about. And I, I don't. I can't remember. Like, I know that we watched that one with Russell Crowe on Netflix, where the Pope's, or the, was it the Pope's Exorcist or whatever, which
0: is, I don't know. It's hard for me to take Russell Crowe seriously anymore. Yeah, you wouldn't think the Pope needed his own Exorcist on on the payroll. (laughs) Yeah, right. Just do it yourself, man. Yeah. So I I don't, you know, I don't know about that,
1: but um, we did watch, and and this is kind of like old news, but uh, The Menu is on there, which is Sar's, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Ralph Fiennes, uh, Nicholas Holt, and it, I wasn't really sure what to make of it, but it, I like how it's, um, a bit of, like, a, as typical of these movies, like an, examine, an examination of society, and, like, it's definitely, uh, poking fun at the whole, like, food, the foodies out there that are, like, this, this, that whole experience of what, food is now an art form and it's not about your enjoyment and your um, it's you know what you actually want for the food but it's like it has to unlock this other plane of enlightenment and an experience from the the craft and the art that of itself right so quick dirty synopsis like you see this couple they're going like this this restaurant is like you know this renowned chef has this restaurant on this island Um, so you got to take a boat to get there and then you're there on this in this restaurant and it's just like this perfectly planned out i can't remember like eight course meal right and it's people right but there's much more going on because the the guests can't leave and then you find out there's uh this there's this plan in motion sinister plan in motion behind the scene and it's just it's kind of it's i i like it you're kind of like huh you're thinking and it's like the way it kind of slowly unravels the, the the details and everything I, I don't know i really i really enjoyed it um ending was a little was interesting but there was some there's some interesting plot twists and you don't really like like you, the characters are there you're not really sure why they're there besides the fact they paid thousands of dollars for this dining experience but they are there for a reason as well like they were selected for a purpose and it's kind of as you learn more about who they are as as people is is very, um, very interesting. And, um, I guess quickly I can add that we've continued to watch how to with John Miller on HBO. I think we're on the last season of that. And that's just been a very interesting experience. Like his lens of New York and just life is just, um, very interesting. And I don't know how much he plays it up, but he is very much, um, the monotone stereotypical, um, yeah, you know, just like that nerdy guy that everyone you you know the voice, and it's just hilarious to hear his interactions with with people, and it's um it's a very it's gone in some it's gone in some weird places over the the couple um the seasons that we've watched, but it's um I find it uh it's like that perfect thing to throw on when we don't know what we want to watch and we just want to relax and and have a good time, and that's that's been. Um, that's really filled that void for us. So, um, back to the menu though, I, I, I would recommend it. I thought it was entertaining, as we said on the, the Netflixation days, it was entertaining, and I, well, I guess it wasn't fun, but I mean, is enjoyable, right? So, um, I don't know, and I, I, and I think I've liked
0: a lot of stuff Ralph that guy uh, does. A is a good actor. He was in the like, yeah, the, the, what the dragon tattoo or the, yeah, what was the one where you. It's like Silence of the Lambs, the Red the Dragon. Uh, I yeah. think that's what it was. The, the girl with the dragon. dragon tattoo, or whatever, and that series.
1: Like, yeah, the, the good like uh, talent, talented actor list, and I don't know. It just uh, I feel like it looks like it kind of reviewed across the board, but whatever. Who cares about that? It was good. I liked it. So, I'm I'm the only opinion you should care about, and that's all you need to know. So, no, I'm gonna yeah. watch it then.
0: Hell yeah!
1: Perfect. Tell me about this one though. Speaking of watching, I've, I've, I've I, I watched this I one it, um, with my
0: I watched this one with my wife, Sisu, where it's it's I somehow connected with the makers of John Wick. So mm, I know I like okay. the fight scenes in John Wick because they're you know the cameras pulled back and the shots last more than half a second. You know you you kind of are watching a dance. You know, but this one I. I thought the choreography was was cool. The story was kind of it fulfilled its purpose, I guess. Um, okay. I th- thing that the movie did not have going for it was the there wasn't any like locales that were that were that were cool. Like you're in the same place the whole time okay so there's not really a variety like in john wick where you're in new york and then you're in paris then you're underground like there's not really a a change of of scenery going on so that kind of i don't know it made all the fights kind of the same like there's nothing around they're kind of in the desert a little bit so sisu uh, has i'm hoping i'm pronouncing it right but it just basically it sounded to me like it means you want revenge so bad that you become a superhuman. Basically, you just have the strength of ten men because you're you want revenge that bad. So it's kind of like okay. a mystical feeling that you get, uh, or must have have to do with their mythology in that. Maybe that's okay. where it came you're, from. You're correct on the uh, pronunciation, by okay, the way. Okay. Just so you get extra internet points today. So it made it very comic booky, where he just can't die because he is—he's determined. I think that's what it was—not revenge. He's just very Got determined. Uh, I looked it so up. It, it's str- the strength of will, determination, and perseverance.
1: It's a unique Finnish concept uh the term can roughly be translated in english as the strength of will determination perseverance and acting rationally in the face of adversity so i'd say in this case we're probably really the determination the perseverance and the will that's like the
0: right at least the elements that we're keying on and then so i don't i don't it doesn't really explain much other than he was uh oh he's a war-torn person that went off to just live in the mountains or fields whatever they have out there and he's just out there digging holes trying to find gold just living out his days just hanging out digging (laughs) holes and he he finds a a lot of it and needs to travel by horse through a nazi occupied area to get to the bank i think so he just he doesn't just like everybody else he doesn't like nazis so he's fine i mean once they're like hey we notice you have some gold. We want it. Then the fight's on, and then from then to the end, it's just they're shooting him and beating him up and hanging him and throwing him out of planes and stuff. And he just like gets up and keeps going, you know. So if you like, I was telling Josh, if you think that John Wick's kind of silly, where it's like, okay, he got thrown off a building and he just kind of gets up and fumbles away, like, okay, he would not survive that. Or you got ten people with guns all shooting at you. How, you know, what's going on there? How'd you not get shot? or why doesn't that person just pull out a gun and shoot him? those kinds of moments that you just kind of have to just let let it roll over you and just yeah enjoy that the guy is is fighting things which is what you wanted to see you know if it was right. realistic once he got that one tank rifle shot to the leg that would be it you know normally but <laughs> he doesn't limp or anything for the rest of the movie. Uh, and i i think it was kind of short and that's why we picked it when we watched it okay sitting there for hours i can't can't really do it especially on a new movie a newer produced produced movie so i don't i don't know if i would recommend that one it was was entertaining if you like fight choreography i don't know if it was it was if it was fun i think it was just entertaining (laughs) that's I okay. don't think I had fun. I don't think those it. things need to support each other. Yeah, it was entertaining though. Um, Perfect. I I would never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: once was enough. One screening. Okay. Yeah. Once. That's enough. fair. That's fair. I'm going to talk about my most my most recent obsession, which is apparently F 99. I I would not have expected this. Uh, announced during the direct, and it was like rumored we're going to have F Zero at the direct, and then it was uh, one of the leakers. I or, heard through when uh, circles was, you know, was going to be a 99 focus. And like, when you think about that, you're like, that sounds, I don't know what that sounds like. And I, man, I tell you what, I think 99, it, it, it's what future racing, I think is supposed is supposed to be. It's just chaotic and n- nonsense. Right. Um, so F zero 99, if you're not familiar, we're taking the base game of F zero and now we're, there's 99 racers online. So that's that typical formula Nintendo's done with with Tetris '99, Pac-Man '99, Mario '35. We were doing these elimination round-based games with classic titles. I don't know, like honestly, I don't, I didn't own a Super Nintendo growing up, so I don't really, I don't have an affinity for F-Zero. Like I, I I'm very much familiar with F-Zero, and um, oh, it's too it, hard for can me. Can I say, can I say it has a legacy? I, I don't know, but like. Futuristic racing that has always appealed to me. Like so, I'm like, and as a kid, you're like, oh, Mode Seven, look at this! Oh my God, it's amazing! (laughs) And so, like that, that was part of it. But then, like as a kid, I like there was this game, and then Wipeout and stuff like that. It was always been uh, something I was uh, attracted to, and so like there was that allure of F Zero, right? So, but I've never like spent a lot of time with it. I'm sure I booted up the NES Classic and I raced a few tracks. Like, okay, great. But then I was like, I don't really. I didn't think much of it. Like, yeah. I'm like I have no reason to like play this, and I've never played GX or any of the stuff that's come after that. And it's not like that series has been really supported much beyond anyway. Back on point, um, so we're taking that game, and yeah, alright, ninety-nine racers, and you've got multiple modes. You have just the standard mode, and you get thrown in, and you pick a pick one of the four vehicle types uh, and you race and you you get uh, two maps to vote for and then boom you're right in and like that's the what i like about it is like you're in a like from the moment you start you get in a game like in a race within 30 seconds i feel like like there's just not much downtime like right now like the the 99 the lobby fills up pretty much instantly then you have 10 seconds to vote and then next thing you know you're in you're in the match and it's just funny, like the camera pans around and there's just all these freaking hover ships, hovercraft lined up and then you have like a weird, like that's where they've changed it from the base game, it's like you have kind of like a rolling start where there's like this added section you have to drive through with some so it might be some boosts or some jumps and stuff to get around, and you can hit the other players, and then eventually you'll reach the starting line, and the race starts, and then you actually have act, you can activate your boosts then, and that's like the main thing of the hmm. game. You have your your stamina meter, for lack of a better phrase, and that's your your ship's health and your boosts are all tied to that meter. So d- hitting the the dam- the uh, damage bumpers that's going to reduce that, bumping into other and uh, other players that's going to reduce that, and then using your boosts reduces it a, a finite amount each time so that's like the strategy that risk reward of managing your boost managing your your damage from oncoming players until you get around to that next pit area and get recharged to a certain amount and you have like a a spin attack you can do with the triggers that has like a certain cooldown and that that will negate damage from other players bumping into you allows you to hit them can smash them into the sides maybe uh, you know take somebody out and that recharges um, instantly if you go over a jump. So there's some strategy with that. And I think the way they kind of balance it, you know um, when you're in the the back, when players hit each other, they leave like these little orbs. I can't remember what, what they're called, but you can collect those and eventually you'll fill up a meter. And once you get that filled up all the way, you get to go to the uh sky track. I can't remember what it's called, but you you go up above the track and you're on the special track in the sky that has random uh boost pads you can fly over. And in most cases it's right, it's it it follows the track below, but like the curves, it's gonna be a little more straightforward. It's not gonna have as much back and forth. It's gonna be a little more streamlined and it allow you to catch up. And I think that's kind of like the difference because when you're way up in front, you're not getting hit. You're not getting slowed down as much. You're able to just focus on your streamline and your boost while in the back, you're getting slowed down by other players. So that's kind of helps create a, like a more natural rubber banding, but still like if you're a better racer, that's not going to be enough for you to like, you're going to be able to overcome that and still stay in front. And not that I've experienced it much in a standard race, but I think each lap, like it, it, you kind of think it cuts out the, you know, the last 10, 20 racers progressively right so you have to be in the top i don't know uh x percent to actually finish the the four laps i see so and i've definitely gotten ko'd instantly um doing stupid stuff like i'll get too aggressive or just like oh i think i can boost this and then all of a sudden when you start if you get low on energy your ship starts smoking and it flashing on screen and then people are gonna be like oh you're fucking dead (laughs) and they just just destroy you because if you do knock someone out it fills up your meter completely so that's like the bonus like if I guess if you can get a lot of knockouts all of a sudden like you're just going to be able to keep boosting and really fly around the track however though when you're way up in front you don't have as many targets and then to add another like layer into the mix there's still like the random ships will appear too like the, the random enemy CPU crap that's just there the little buggies that don't really they're not racers but they're like obstacles I remember them in the base game too but they're there and they're more frequent in the front of the pack, it just as an obstacle, but there's there's silver ones that you can just bump into. There's blue ones that people when if you get knocked out early, you'll randomly get a chance to be uh I think it's called Lucky Bumper. And so the camera will switch and you see from the front of the ship looking back and you get to control it and you can like try to hit other players for like I think you have like twenty seconds, you get extra points and you can try to like damage them, knock them off. And you can detonate and get bonus points. But there's also a red one on the the track. And if you crash into that, it explodes. And probably will take out about half your health, too. So I've had many a good race where I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win. And I've hit one of those. And it just takes takes me out just destroys everything so i don't know how many races i've done i've gotten second is the best and um which feels like an accomplishment right but the, like these are just the you know that's just the one-off race then they have the random modes that pop up too like they have harder tracks that you can do uh a mini a mini pre which is three races um and your points carry over like your grand prix style and then they have the actual grand prix which now only pops up I don't know what the time interval is. You got to spend tickets to do it. And it's five races in a row. I've only finished it successfully one time. I've always crashed out. I've always blown up and crashed out on the last track trying cause it's freaking hard, um, trying to get aggressive. But by the time you like, that's really fun in the grand Prix, because then, you know, you're taking eliminating X number of players each race. And like that last race is only 20 players. So it feels like a pretty actual, like, feels like a actual race instead of the chaos of having 99, but that's like the thing, like when you're up in like the top 50 of the pack and like it, I don't know, it just feels like what I expected futuristic racing to feel like, you know, it's, you're slamming into each other. There's, it's, it's aggressive. Um, and it's just like, it's intense, you know, for playing a game that's as, as intense as a 16 bit sprite based racing game can be. Right. So, very surprised that i was this hooked on it for me it's very much that easy like oh i got uh, 10 minutes here i'm gonna boot it up do a race maybe two and then just walk away that's like it's felt it's filled that void for me but i think also like i've with people probably know too like it's easy for me to get like hyper focused on something that's a challenge and i gotta try to ram my head through that wall so for me like I'm definitely in that pursuit of getting that first win. And then I don't know after that, maybe I'll be like, yeah, okay. And then back off for a bit, but it's just like that. Okay. One more race, one more race. It, like it, it's very much, um, that dopamine for me is, is I'm chasing it. Right. And yeah, it's cool gonna... that there's, um, some random unlocks too. Like you can get different, um, different color combinations for your, the carts or not cards. Cosmetic your craft. stuff. Yeah. Which is just nice to differentiate from the base game where the blue Falcons, blue, uh, gold foxes, yellow. You know, they're like they just had the, You had the blue, you had the blue ship, the yellow ship, the pink ship. You know, the, now there's like weird color. There's all the different color combinations. Some have like unique designs, and you have to do various things to unlock them. And then you've got like a little player card with some stuff. And I guess that's the last thing I didn't talk about. There's um, when you're actually in the game, you can rank up or down, and that's all by they have what's called a rival system. So when you enter a, tri- a race, based on what rank you are. Alpha numeric, right? I'm I'm currently almost A minus. You'll get matched up with four players similar to your rank, like probably, you know, B plus B, you know, whatever you are. And then during the race, if you, as long as you beat one of your rivals, your rank will go up. If you beat all four of them, your rank will go up a bit more. If you don't beat any of your rivals, your rank goes down. So that's like how you rank up or down just by beating the rivals. It's not so much about getting first place, it's about beating the rivals. So. It's kind of cool, and then like when you're doing the grand Prix, depending on like where your rank is in the grand prix, your rivals will be the two people above you and the two people below you. So it'll constantly shift based on where you're placed in the grand prix. So,
0: well, I mean, it it definitely looks cool and like colorful and fun to play. And if the races don't last that long and it's a, and it's a addictive, then I mean, that sounds like a hit right there. And it's free for. Uh, well, I mean, it's free, right? You have to, right? have it's you have to switch have
1: online. It. So. It's free to free to hey for most people. I mean, not free, but I mean technically, it might as well be free, right? You pay me for that privilege. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I think like probably two and a half to three minutes is how long that race is. Four laps around. You're only about twenty something seconds a lap. do not take too long.
0: Yeah, I want. I don't know. I mean, I should. I should check it out. I got new Joy-Con controllers, and I barely use them. I try. I tried to play um, Borderlands with mm. the Joy-Con, and it was just—it's awful. I can't. I, this is the worst controllers ever, man. I to I play, play this handheld. game. I don't ask do me it. why.
1: I, I play better right now handheld with the Joy-Con than I do. I've only played it docked a few times, and I think I've just gotten so used to the the Joy-Con, and I, I, I don't know. You would think too. You'd be better off using the D-pad just for. The like it's not an analog input, right? But I'm maybe it is. Maybe they did update the controls a little bit for it allows for. I don't know. It's I'm not gonna go into theory here, but <sighs> it's fun. I'm having fun with it. I guess that's what it matters, right? So
0: yeah, oh yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I was hoping based on my friend based on my friends list, I'm the only person that's having fun. It's it. oh. like I've I definitely sunk I've sunk more time than every other person on my friend. There's like I think there's only like four. Or maybe five other
0: people that have played it and I've definitely played it a lot more <laughs> I had to clean my friends list up recently I think last year just was playing I think I was just trying to enjoy playing video games and you get the little pop-up mm-hmm. notification I was like I'm sure you can turn this off but I don't even know who that is you know th- right there's no uh, well, how
1: many times did you like probably have a halfway decent match and smash and someone's like right well, sent it's you a friend request people. you're like oh it's perfect and accept and then
0: you never played with them ever again and now that's been what three years ago so so what system are you playing sea of stars on i think you're the same about where i stopped playing i'm I'm
1: playing on switch just because i knew um again rpg i wanted like the ability to play anywhere um which still has me kind of looking at a steam deck but probably not really seriously it's fun to it's fun to in my head mull over but i know i'm just not going to spend the money on it but i knew was see like the way things went with how much i played tears of the kingdom recently and just um more avenues have opened up just like when i have been hanging out with my wife but she's doing whatever and i'm like cool grab the switch or she wants to watch something i can just cool grab the switch you know it it just it's just more conducive to my my schedule so that's why i knew i wanted to play it there
0: well i feel like we we're gonna have the same things to say about sea of stars i mean the the music is really good. The art style is really good. So far, the story is is good as well. Like there's there's mystery. Like I don't I don't even I'm not trying to pretend to know what's gonna happen. I just know right something something's brewing. And then I, I interesting one part we're, of the to- story told in where... like the
1: past tense the whole time. Right through the storyteller
0: yeah yeah right it somehow has some sort of connection to the messenger that i don't i've never played that game so there's some deep lore stuff going on in this game but you don't have to know it because it's presented so well that it's kind of you know right you can know what's going on or yeah you're right it could stand on its own but yeah so i'm there was one part of the story I, i was surprised of and i wasn't expecting and i forgot that that kind of stuff happens in JRPGs or just RPGs <laughs> like like these the specifically like Chrono Trigger and and all, all of those there's always story twists and character twists and and it's like a little soap opera drama sometimes right with uh, what happens in some catastrophe will strike your group of people. You know what I mean. So I was yeah. like, oh, I like how it that-
1: um it breaks the fourth wall a little bit too, and sometimes too, like yeah. some of the characters' comments, and
0: they they make definitely make fun of RPG tropes as well, right? Yeah, uh, one of the pirates' names is just cliche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and then I think one of the pirates does a funny little dance, and it's like. Teasing you with with RPG tropes, like don't you want to don't you want to go to the next town where the merchant just mysteriously has a little bit better items than they do here,
1: <laughs> but they still live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. What... <laughs> Have you ever noticed the further you go north, the items are better, and yet the blacksmith sells you stuff for five hundred gold apiece, piece, but still lives in a dirty shack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's
0: very charm. It's very charming. The characters are charming. Um. The art style, the music. The the tell me about the the combat a little bit because I'm not good at ex- explaining that or explaining like why it's why it's fun. Okay,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, I'll do my best too. What I, first of all, what I like about it is you know, and typically I find like in sometimes in RPGs, especially like I I would say it happens for me in Chrono Trigger as well. Um, and what you see in a lot of RPGs is like that that grinding you have to do on it and so far like I don't know if this game like I feel like every enemy is placed there and like you only encounter enemies that are on the screen right and like that, there's no transition battle like it just immediately battle happens so I feel like the enemies are placed there purposefully I don't know and I don't know maybe maybe grinding could be required I don't know I think if you do leave an area I think there are respawns and you can fight enemies again but otherwise you're not like there's no random encounters That's, I guess the point I'm making so like, I feel like the, it, everything's intentional with how much experience you should get, and your, your progression should be kind of directly tied to where you're at. Your, your character levels should be directly tied to the progression and your experience. Anywho, with that said, like, the, one of the point I was trying to make, like, with RPGs, you kind of get into, like, this, uh, you kind of, for me, I think you kind of get tunnel vision after a while, you know, and you're like, well, I know I'm just going to do these, you kind of, do these same attacks, and then it's kind of like just autopilot. You're just kind of navigating the menus. Battles over, get my XP, rinse and repeat. or Sea of Stars is a little different. Like you have, you, you know, you have your attack, you have items, you have skill, and you have combos. And by when you do a physical attack, you have an element of. I guess you can say it's an element of skill and timing. If you press the the attack button timed with the with this the, the animation on screen, right? If you hit the button, hit the attack button right before your character makes contact, you do a little extra damage um, and you can trigger like a secondary attack, right? Um, and same thing for defense. When you're about to get, just before the enemy hits you, you hit the block button, your character will block the attack, negate some of the damage and you can build up your combo meter a little faster. So that's kind of like the, the base level of the combat, and then, you know, your skills are the typical, you know, use whatever sort of mana. On the flip side, to regain mana, you can use an item, or every attack you do, you generate three mana points. And I I don't know if that scales as you get higher leveled or not. So that's like kind of the balance of using, using your mana, replenishing your mana. And then on top of that, when you do a physical attack, there's these little orbs that drop on the ground, and your characters can channel those. I can't remember what the what the orbs are actually called, but you channel those and however many times before you trigger attack and you can do, you'll do more physical damage, your spells will be more effective, things like that. So it's like some strategy there of channeling these to unleash higher damage, higher, more powerful attacks. And on top of that, you have your combo meter, much like in Chrono Trigger that you build up points and you have different combos that you can unleash based on how much, um, how much reserves you have there in the combo meter and those don't take any uh, mana to use. So you can kind of use the like if you have them you definitely want to use them like i find right now like the the heal all ability is definitely kind of feels like a, little, a bit op because you can right. trigger that almost fully heal the entire party for full hit points with no no negative cost to
0: your mana pool which is really nice i'm terrible at these types of games and i, and I tend to play them for a little bit and then like you said just kind of get on autopilot and it's kind of this the fights yeah. are the same um this one does a couple of, of things to keep it more interesting. Did you play than... Secret of Mana? No. Ever?
1: Because I, I no. feel like that's the game that I, I've definitely played RPG that you had to time the attacks, and I feel like Secret of Mana, if you timed your attacks, you at least could do more damage or have a chance at a critical attack or Because I've definitely played games with the, the blocking this a similar blocking mechanic or yeah, a, Super you know, Mario RPG had it mm. for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, the thousand year favorite paper mario i think the paper mario games had it too yeah so um yeah that was something i could not do on x cloud because the the delay is enough to where i could not time my attacks right so i was gonna miss most of the game or some of the satisfaction mm-hmm. of fighting by playing on x cloud so i played it on a I played it on, con- on console to fix that on the, on the xbox but then um also the the fights so it's the fights have the the combo meter on the enemies oh yeah i didn't even that touch you on like that. match you. elemental damage to to break them before they do like a big a big attack it's like they're they're like channeling a spell right or whatever yeah, yeah like it's it's like, like a little like, uh, puzzle uh, yeah. kind of to play while, while you're battling plus you have the little orbs that can change your elements or charge up your or cause elemental damage, and you get the different elements. One thing I like about it is that kind of has that that weirdness of um, Super Mario RPG, where you get weird uh, companions in, to to add to your group. Like this one's got the the cool things where she could do a portal and and zip through the portal. Or uh, mm-hmm. and I've seen in like the trailers and stuff. There's like a little cloud man or something or even looks oh, like yeah, yeah, glass yeah. filled with liquid i can't figure out what it is but i'm like see that's a cool just like weird character design I but that Like, that cloud attacks are cool too and they're just wacky and fantastical which fits into the which makes it a little more interesting than like final fantasy where you have a, a couple of you know waifus and husbandos or whatever <laughs> just kind of <laughs> all look the, the same uh yeah. style so yeah, Super Mario RPG like where it's just like you have a marshmallow man now. I'm like, okay, I can live I can do that. <laughs> uh he's
1: called the Living Glass Golem, Or Golem. Uh, okay. I say.
0: Do you think you're gonna you're gonna continue on with the game until the end or I, I hope so.
1: I mean I don't have like anything else like pulling me in right right now, otherwise to like kinda distract me. So I've been really good at like purposefully, well, I say that, and there's some games I abandoned, but um, kind of sticking, writing something out. Like right now, my kind of goal is to play this and get through it in time to jump into uh, Super Mario Wonder. And then wow. after when that, is that, when does that come out? October or something. Oh, it's soon. So, not much time. And then um, I, I, I don't know if I'll jump in Super Mario RPG right, right away or not but i, I mean I, I definitely want to play that i want to play a thousand year door um which feels like a lot of mario uh, unfortunately yeah, well, but i wonder why
0: <laughs> they ca- they're capitalizing it's not like on it's a mario popular, popular right property
1: now. now right too bad they waited so long though don't have anything coming out like it feels like where they did they not were they worried that that movie wasn't going to be successful or something i, I don't I mean, know
0: i would i would have been worried <laughs> if mean, i mean track that, record shows yeah yeah, so. you can. If you're the creator of all those characters, of course you're gonna be like, "I love this," but I, people are so critical. And he's just, you know, true. It's a fun yeah. movie that has no like plot 404 not found. Like nothing really right. going on special. No. In, in but there.
1: the the Kong the, the 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 Jungle Kingdom isn't related to the Mushroom Kingdom. Donkey Kong doesn't <laughs> exist. As well. What are they doing? It's like really. That's that's the hill we're going to stand on for
0: this movie. That we're, we're not use... true to Donkey Kong and Mario lore. I mean, come on. And playing '80s rock music instead of some uh, Donkey Kong Land song at this. Oh yeah, like...
1: that. There are people up. There were many Reddit threads about that. Many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, there were. Yeah, I'm you know. sure. Well, whatever.
0: Okay. Um, or... I might go but... back to Sea of Stars and and play it, but I I tend to i don't know with the with those games once the adventure like really starts to get going is whenever i get tired of the combat mm. that's
1: kind of what happened to me in xeno
0: yeah okay which i i want to go back because i really
1: i really like the game it just got derailed and now it's like it's like that you know like it's a big thing to get back into and that's what makes it feel daunting to try to you know
0: pick it back up i guess yeah i mean i can see that with Xenoblade because that's really there's a lot going on in the in the in the combat on there, but it still can get boring, I guess. At least it did for yeah. me in Xenoblade Three. Like by the end, I had my system. It, you do this, do this, and every time I do the combo and then smash yeah. them, and I'm OP, and I'm just like, why am I playing now? I just wanted to get through the story. Whereas Sea of yeah. Stars has the the runes where you can put it on easy mode. I might I might just do that so that because I've seen. You know, in the trailer, they have dragons and these cool bosses. But I don't want to have to really try that hard to get to see that stuff. Yeah. I just want to get to it <laughs> and and experience yeah, I just it. Experience.
1: Well, and I, I, think th- I think there's nothing wrong with that, too. Like, you want to experience the story, right? And then, like, sure, experience it then, I'm, like, how you want to, right? And I think it'd be more fun to experience it that way than just like, well, I'm just going to watch this so-and-so Let's play it, you know yeah. so
0: yeah I mean you could do that i've I've done that with several games just watch someone else play it and be like vicariously play it through them and I, I think that's perfectly fine because I don't want to put in the work the mind power but I still yeah. get to experience you know with with them when they get excited or scared or whatever they, they're getting sure from the from the game so yeah I, don't, I might just put it on the, on that. Where it just gives you your health back after every battle or something just to make it easy. And then yeah, go, and not then go stress about it and, so much. And finish it. I would I say I'd
1: probably be a lot further in that game if F-Zero to 99 didn't come out. Because now, uh-huh. like, in times where I'd be like, play a little Sea of Stars, now I'm, like, still in F-Zero. And I'm like, well, I can't. It takes too much effort to hit that home button and close software. So I might as well just. I find with this game different than others. is like, a lot of times in RPG, like, the combat, just like the thing you get through get to the next cool part in this i've kind of like i like going into like a dungeon area because i like i do enjoy the like i find the the combat fun you know it's like and maybe hopefully i don't get to a point where it does get that monotony of like oh here we go again but like i I like the bosses and i like the like the character like you said like the bosses look cool and they just have like haven't really found any like cool mechanics yet that have made them kind of tricky but like so far Mm -hmm. the game hasn't really been too challenging but i i do like trying to like try to get all the chests and like what the hell are the little what are the conch shell things for i don't know and there's fishing because we got to have fishing in our game so
0: definitely a fan of the first dungeon i did with the mole people like that had a yeah that was like a zelda feel to it where go you know go the dungeon has different ways you can go but you can't go that way until you get this item and then you can explore yep. the rest and find find the end so I, I like that it's kind of it's just really familiar feeling of mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. through a dungeon that's designed in, in a way like a zelda dungeon is uh, and then the you know the boss and the characters is and it's well written i you know i really want to finish it but i think i was in a haunted mansion or something like that and i I just turned the game on and I and I actually died, to like uh, two books and a broom or something like that it killed me. <laughs> You're like, what is
1: what is happening? And, right I, now? and
0: I just realized like I don't I don't uh, I don't really want to f- to try that hard to fight two books yeah. and a broom. I kind of want <laughs> to get to the be end because exploring the, solar systems right now. Yeah, well, no, I wanted to get to the end of what was going on in the haunted mansion. Like, I was mm. interested in that, but every room I went into was like, oh, you got to fight fight more Got and i hadn't gotten anything new in a while they actually took someone in my party away so it was even like the combat was even like less mm-hmm. involved because i only had two people yeah. temporarily so i wasn't like mad did or anything you, but i just kind of knew at that point like i think i'm gonna have sure. to pr- approach this game a different way did you try the mini game at all the little tavern game no they have? no not did you try it <sighs> yeah it's tough. It's,
1: it's I tough. think it's like they don't. I was expecting the typical like self-guided tutorial. It doesn't do that. Like if you want to learn how to play it, you literally have to go into the menu and go to how to play and like read, which mm. is like, ugh, you know. But it's it's interesting, right? I'm gonna do. I'll give you the quick explanation. You've got your crown right on both sides. Then you have that's your representat- representation of you. You have ten hit points. Then you get to you place. You've got hero um, statues that you can place, and you start out. You get a mage and a warrior. So that and then your your opponents have whatever. So that I think so far I think I faced uh, an archer, the mage, the warrior, and then there was like a a healer type class. So you've got the the five slots that appear on your side. So you can roll the slots um, three times per turn and then you can lock, you know, you you roll them, and then you can lock or unlock which ones you don't want to change, and then it's, like, that game of chance, right? And then depending on what comes up, you've got ones that will uh, level up. You have to get, like, I think there's, like, five colored slots on your little amiibo, (laughs) essentially, right? And you get all those lit up, they level up, and they get stronger, and they do more damage. So that's you can get some uh, token that represents that, and depending on how many you match up, that's how many... It'll advance, so you can get that. Or there's one. There's like this little—I don't know how to describe it. It's like this little lever that appears from the side, and you can get um, activations that lower it. And once that lowers all the way down, then your your little statue actually attacks. So you get each turn. You're either you're getting items that will power up your your character for a level up and does more damage, or it'll actually do an attack. And then you got to do the cooldown, and you got to make that little lever mechanism drop again or you can get these little hammers that will build like fortify and it'll build the wall around your um player unit so that way you can like absorb some damage right you can build up the wall so many tiers high and then it'll block incoming attacks so that's like the my creed's explanation of it i've I won a match in the practice mode. I tried doing the champion mode, which I think you can actually, that's like the mechanic and you can like, when you win that, you get, that's how you can get like more figures and, you know, okay. diversify your, your deck, so to speak. And yeah, you know, let's face it. All RPGs. It, it's, it's complex. I, I saw Garrett G. Bland there post about it. And he wasn't big into it, which seems like something like that he would gravitate towards. So let's face it. All our RPGs have this, like, Final Fantasy. I don't remember. Did Final Fantasy have a card game? I can't remember. But then, like, almost all the RPGs have had like this weird deck building, like triple triad. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy had like the triple triad thing. Xenogears had like a, a card game. Like, there's always something little extra. It's like it's, you gotta have your Gwent, right? So I yeah. mean, uh, I it was cool, but it also feels like a bit. I mean, just explain it to you now. I'm like, Jesus, it, it, it's a bit, bit heavy. To like wrap your brain around a little bit, it's a little, it's a bit much to take on, especially if it's all optional stuff. Like, what do you get? Maybe eventually some trinket that'll let you do twenty percent more damage when it's sunlight against a dark enemy. You know, something like you know, it's going to yeah. be some weird reward or
0: something. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I feel I feel lucky this this time. Cause last time I was not gaming at all; I was looking for something. And now, you're, stars... now you're in. Now you're in the thick of it. Look at us. Look at us both. Look at us now, just living our best it. lives here Sea of Stars kind of brought me in And then I, I don't have access to it all the time on my console So I started playing Final Fantasy Or Fire Emblem on Game Boy Advance And then Starfield came out So I'm kind of going through Feeling out which one, you know is. Uh, I feel like Starfield's got, got me the most out of out of those three, which is enough. I mean, like I said, fifty hours. I don't think it's been out that long. I played it a lot. Uh, <laughs> hey, and I and I've got another fifty hours for sure and it with the ship building and the outpost building. So I mean, I'll be and hopefully that carries. I you know that momentum carries on to a new game after. That's what I'm hoping because I don't want to drop off again.
1: Yeah, that's what we're all. That's what's about building the building that experience and then uh, getting reigniting that uh, that passion, right, and getting it. Flowing on to the next experience and
0: oh for sure yeah I think a lot about the game design when I'm playing a game like Starfield I'm like thinking about the decisions the developers had to make in order to make it like this and what mm-hmm. you know why can't I just do this well maybe you can't fly that fast because the game wouldn't be able to keep up with generating all the scenery that you go through you know? so I I'm, I'm <laughs> there's a the method of it to the like madness that, is what I, you're telling me yeah I kind of understand the Programmer point of view a little bit, so I'm I'm a lot more forgiving than some people. And I'm like, "Oh, this game's sure. crap." I'm like, "You go try to make a game, man. It's, it's hard." What are you talking? You're, about You're like walking through a door,
1: and all of a sudden, like the Zach Galifianakis gif of him from Hangover and doing all the math in your head, and you're like, well, "This is what's <laughs> happening behind." This. You're like seeing yeah. like the you're like Neo. The code separates, and your the yes. game separates, and you can see the code inside of it. And you're it's like I took pulling apart the pill. Matrix, man. Doing the Lord's work, someone's got to do it. So, huh. Well, now that I've burned myself out describing this freaking mini game, game. that <laughs> that is gonna do it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening and hanging out with us. As always, we got those special people: Tyler Allen, Tom Servo, Brendan Myers, Skinny Matt. You guys, you're arborist of awesomeness. You're one of them. Look at you. So and that awesome. we still got that Crusader of the Legion, Edwin Callow. If you want to join the like the Flux Legion, Patreon.com/slash/fluxposed. Playing this out. You know it. OC Remix time. Super Metroid tonight. Flooded Caverns by Varia. This is uh range of the music of one song. Uh, Meridia, the rocky underground water area from uh, Super Metroid 1994. The Super Nintendo Entertainment Super System. You know this game. A lot of people know this game. If you don't, you should probably play it. I did. And it was good. So that's going to do it. We're going to play this remix. Get out of here uh, stay awesome, stay safe, and we'll talk to you on the next one.